0: I have my Bible open to the 14th chapter of John's Gospel. John 14. Are you with me? It's a familiar book, and your Bible ought to open very easily to the 14th chapter of John's Gospel. Yes. And we're looking down at verse 27. Verse 27, where Jesus says, Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you. Peace, peace. Where is there peace? You look at the Middle East, why, just last week, the headlines and everybody was happy because our administration had brokered a deal with the United Arab Emirates. uh, And that poses for peace in the Middle East. The United Arab Emirates, I've been there twice. Less land than the state of Indiana one fourth of the citizens against the population of the state of Indiana. It's just a little patch in the Middle East, that's all. And at the same time, everybody, of course, uh, we're so used to turmoil in the Middle East that any, anything makes us excited. But at the same time that this deal was signed uh, with the United Arab Emirates last week in our country on the north border of Israel, aha, there was trouble from Hezbollah and uh, the encampments military backed by Iran. Peace? There is no peace in the Middle East, and there will not be peace in the Middle East. In fact, the biggest, bloodiest battle that will ever be fought will be in the Middle East. Read Revelation chapter 16, and you have the details on that. Peace in the Middle East, no. Peace in our country? Oh my, our cities are torn apart with turmoil, with people raging in the streets, protests about this and riots and broken glass and looting and blood in the streets. Oh no, there's not peace in our country, no. And people now are thinking about selling their homes and moving away from San Francisco and Portland and Seattle and New York and Chicago. Uh, There are some coming to Indiana, welcome your new neighbors. Peace in our country, no. Is there peace in your family? When last did you have a go-around about something? Uh, And if we can't get peace in our families, what hope is there for the country, for the Middle East, for the world? Peace in your family, why, A couple stands at the marriage altar smiling, glowing, expressing their love for one another. And then, later on, they're engaging lawyers and getting set for a divorce. There's not peace in the family. There's not peace in the marriage. And I would presume that in a congregation like this, that there's not a family untouched by divorce. Maybe your parents have been divorced, your grown children divorced, a brother, a sister, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, somebody in your relational circle divorced. Where's, where's the, the peace? The peace. But tonight I want to ask you, do you have peace? Peace, Jesus said, I leave with you. Do you have peace? This 14th chapter of John's Gospel These words spoken by Jesus were not spoken on a a hillside adorned with flowers overlooking the Sea of Galilee. These words were spoken in Jerusalem. Oh, this was a dangerous place. The disciples heard this in Jerusalem, but they did, they were in that upper room in Jerusalem. They they did not, did not want to be in that city. They, <laughs> they were country boys from up in Galilee, the common folk uh, and Jerusalem. A dangerous city. This is where their enemies were. Oh my. It was not safe to be in Jerusalem. They didn't want to be there, but it was the time of the Passover. And they really had no choice. They had to go to the city for the celebration of the the Passover. And so they are there. But the disciples, hearing these words, let not your heart be troubled, you believe in God, believe also in me. They are scared out of their skin. They are not just afraid. They are terrorized. Already they know. There had been six, six attempts on the life of Jesus, and now his enemies were geared up for the worst. Would they be satisfied to take Jesus only? Wouldn't they come after these apostles, one after the other, and they would be taken out also? Oh. My, they were trembling. They wanted to be back to their home villages in Galilee, not in Jerusalem. And they, as Jesus speaks these words, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. It is only less than 24 hours until Jesus will be hanging on the cross. Oh, this is a fearful time. This is a dangerous place. And yet, calmly, Jesus is saying to them, peace, I leave with you, my peace. I give unto you. Do you have peace? Are you calm? Is your life settled down? Check and see. It may help if you... Do you have trouble sleeping? Getting to sleep at night? Or when your head hits the pillow, does your mind start working and grinding away? Anxieties, worries, apprehensions, until sleep is gone, or you wake up during the night and you can't get back to sleep again. That's one test you can take on yourself. Do. I have real peace in my heart. Do I sleep well at night? The psalmist says, Psalm 4, verse 8, I will lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, makest me to dwell in safety. This is David. This is the shepherd out in the Judean wilderness where the wild animals sleep during the day and go prowling for food at night, prowling for David's sheep. I will lay myself down in peace for the Lord makes me safe. You know, you ever think about it? God does not have a bed. God does not have a bedroom. Psalm 121. He does not slumber. He does not sleep. You can go to sleep. God stays up all night and takes care of whatever lays heavy upon your heart. Another check that you can make on yourself as to whether you have peace or not is what does it take to upset you? Are you when last were you upset about something? What was it? If you have peace, what happens out there? will not bother you in here and what goes on in the world, in your neighborhood, in your family, at your work, no, it won't upset you. When last did you get up, when last did you lose it, huh? When last did you raise your voice? Ah, you, that's a mark of the absence of peace. I don't mean that you yelled fire when there was a fire. That's permissible. But just when someone got out of line, when last did you yell at one of your kids? When last did you yell at the dog? When last Did you yell at your wife, your husband? When did you raise your voice? Beyond normal conversation, you were upset. That's a sign, a checkpoint. You did not have peace, but you can have peace. It can be yours. It's a gift for the taking. You can have peace about the past. Uh, The the devil loves your past. And each one of us, though we look so nice, especially when we come to prayer meeting, we're good people, you know. Uh, Other people just come on Sunday, but we're the prayer meeting crowd. We're the top saints, and uh, uh, we're the exemplary ones, but you have a past. There was a time when you were not saved, and there was a time when you said some things, you did some things that you don't want to talk about, and you don't want to remember, But. The devil has them. And he brings them up on your screen and says, this is what you are. This is what you did. Remember that day. Remember that night. Remember what you said. Remember what you did. And torment you. And there goes your peace. That does not take have to take place. Ephesians 4.25, neither give place to the devil. Tell him to move on, to get lost, to get out of there. Yes. Because it says in Romans 5.1 that we are justified. We have peace with God because we are justified by faith
1: through the Lord
0: Jesus Christ. What's justified? It's one of those big theological words. It simply means you're okay with God. That's all right. You're okay with God. Justified, not because of anything you did. Therefore being justified by faith through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God. So no matter what is in the past, it's taken care of. The sin is blotted out in the depths of the sea. Psalm 103, verse 12, removed from you as far as the east is from the west. It's gone and you can have peace, peace. But be careful, don't, And the past is cared for. It does not come up to destroy your peace. Go back to Romans 5.1. What about the present? Do you have peace now? Uh, You can. You can experience it now. No, No problem at all. You can experience peace. Yes, but uh, don't hassle God. It says in Isaiah 45, 9, woe to him who strives with his maker. If you want to fuss with someone, pick on anyone, but not God, bend before him and do what he says. Don't strive with him. Don't hassle God, because if you do, you're saying goodbye to peace. You won't experience peace. The woe will be upon you. Well, what about the future? Oh, my, we don't know what's coming. We're not sure. Well, remember the old hymn, There's a stanza that goes, peace, perfect peace, the future, all unknown, but Jesus we know, and he is on the throne. We've got many chapters, but a whole book closes the Bible, the book of Revelation. It's about the future, basically. And there it is. Uh, you can know what it is. And You say, that book of Revelation, oh, I read that, it, it gets me confused sometimes. Seven, seven angels, seven churches, seven, uh, seven seals open, seven uh, uh, trumpets blowing. Seven, seven bowls of wrath poured out. What, what is all of this? Let me simplify the last book that's filled with battles and blood. The book of Revelation can be summed up in two words. Jesus wins. That's it. Now, you don't need to lose your peace, worry, be disturbed about the future. Not not at all. So what bothers us? What troubles us? Well, sometimes our health, you have a pain here, a pain there. Look, somewhere in midlife, maybe a little bit before, but somewhere in midlife, you start deteriorating. All right? Uh, you've reached the pinnacle and it's kind of downhill from there. And what's going to happen? But you're going to die. Hebrews, what is it? 927, appointed unto man once to die. You're going to die. Sooner or later, somehow, somewhere, uh, sometime, you will die. So are you a believer? This is nothing but transferring in a second, you know, from here to heaven, that's all. What's so bad about that? Why do you need to, you can have peace about death and uh, how you handle all these health things and worry about what the doctor says. We had a lady in our church not too long ago. She wasn't feeling well, so she made a doctor's appointment. And she did, and, you know, the moment you do that, you get a lot of tests. Well, when they got through with the testing, they came up with pancreatic cancer. But this sister said, I'm not going through all those treatments. I'm just going to let it take its course. Everybody has to make their own decision. That was her decision. And she did get worse. And she died. And I envy her. She's in heaven and I'm still here. So, we die. It may be from cancer. It may be from a heart attack. It may be from this virus that's going around now. It may be in the street and a collision, we die, and you can have peace with that. Then there's another fellow I was thinking of. He was also in our congregation. He too had cancer, and he was in one of the top Chicago hospitals to which people come from all over the Midwest to be treated by the staff there. And he went through the whole program of chemo that they had for him, monitored by these experts. And came the day when they were testing him, when they, they were jubilant. The result of the test was they could not find any cancer at all. A medical success! They were all congratulating themselves over this patient who was now totally free from cancer. Two weeks later, he's dead. You say, what happened? Well, the same treatment that destroyed the cancer destroyed his immune system. So, He got something else, and he was gone. What's the bottom line? You die. We die. So there's no use worrying over much about our health or anything like that at all. You just take it as it comes. Now, but Jesus said, here we are in John 14, this peace, he said, I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth. Give I to you. This peace is inward. It has nothing to do with your environment, your circumstances, with what's going on around you. Do you ever get told off, maybe by your boss, a neighbor who heard your dog barking at night and is a little edgy and lights into you? When last did somebody really give you a dressing down? Maybe it was your teenage youngster who ripped into you. Ah. How do you take that? listen to it, thank them, and your peace is inward. Nothing anybody says to you has the power to disturb the peace that Jesus gives. Nothing that anybody does to you, I suppose somewhere in your life, you've been done in. Uh, Somebody walked you off the end of the pier, gave you a bad deal, took you for a ride, left you uh, short, lied to you, betrayed you, and abused you. But if you have this peace, nothing that anybody says to you can disturb you, because that is out there. Nothing in the peace is inward. Nothing that anybody does to you can disturb you, upset you, because the peace is inward. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. But there's something you have to do. You, my friend, have to take that peace. It's a gift. Receive it and let it fill and flood your life.